the Dallas Stars find themselves on another streak, but it's not as happy this time around as they are on a four-game losing streak with their most recent loss coming at the hands of their rivals, the St. Louis Blues. On today's show, we'll talk about last night's game, talk about the reason why the Stars lost, talk about some of the performances I did like uh, from a few guys on the team, and then we'll talk about a guy uh, that I think is the most important to this Dallas Stars team, uh, and I don't think that there's too much to debate about it. So be sure to stick around for the end of the show to hear what I think about that. All of this coming up on a midweek edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis. It is Wednesday, December 15th, and today's episode is brought to you by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. Stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code Locked On for a 20% discount at checkout. What a day yesterday was for the Dallas Stars organization. The emotional press conference from Ben Bishop announcing his retirement from the game of hockey, uh, of course, you know, seeing uh, Riley Damiami and Ty Delandria get called up uh, to play in last night's game. And Riley Damiami, uh, speak of the man, came up huge for the Stars, scoring the first goal of the game. His first NHL goal in his first NHL game on home ice. It was absolutely electric. But of course, if you saw the game, uh, you know that things went downhill pretty quick from there. But before we get into all the details of last night's game, I do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener. Thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, and also be sure to leave a review if you like what you hear from the podcast. But without any further hesitation, uh, hesitation, something that the Dallas Stars offense has been doing the past several games. Let's get right into a breakdown of last night's game. And I think the biggest thing we can take away from last night's four to one loss is something that I feel like we've, you know, that I've been getting at most of the season. Uh, but I don't know if I've, you know, necessarily come right out and said it or given this much thought to it uh, and now spoken about it as much. But this Dallas Stars team is not meant to come back from, you know, more than one goal deficits. Uh, you know, I think. You know, if they have to come back down just one, that's possible. Not something that they're great at, but certainly something they can do. Uh, but this team, plain and simple, cannot uh, win games if they go down more than two goals, uh, or at least consistently. You know, you might see the one-off crazy comeback uh, every now and then, but it just can't happen. And, you know, it's really disappointing last night because this game was building up to be an all-time classic between the Dallas Stars and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, you know, it was a very close game. Shots on goal were pretty even throughout most of the game. High danger scoring chances uh, were at 10 for each team by the end of the game. Corsi and Fenwick were almost neck and neck. Uh, looked like, you know, the amount of shots and the amount of open, uncontested shots were pretty even for both of these teams. If you go and look at the stats, uh, lots of hits. It was a very physical game. Uh, the first period took forever. It was like a almost 45 minutes in real time, not necessarily game clock time, uh, just because of the hits and the review of the first St. Louis goal that, 
you know, was scored and then was reviewed for kicking, but then confirmed said that it wasn't kicked, but then there was a review for offsides and then it was called offsides. Uh, so of course a roller coaster of emotions in that first period, uh, but still lots of, you know, really physical hits, um, really physical game. And it just felt like, you know, business as usual when these two teams get together uh, and it was building to be a, like I said an all-time classic really intense game almost kind of felt like a playoff atmosphere I've personally never been to a playoff hockey game so I can't say that for sure um, but just with the amount of people there over 18,000 people uh, lots of blue sweaters in the crowd which was really depressing um, yeah it just kind of had that vibe it was a really important game for the stars looking to get back on track and get back in the win column big game for the blues as they're you know chasing Minnesota for the top spot in the division uh, but everything went downhill as soon as uh, Roddick Fox had got sent to the penalty box for four minutes for a high sticking penalty, uh, which was the right call as much as, you know, you hate to see it as a Stars fan. Um, obviously, you go back and look at the replay. He certainly uh, I forget who he hit now with the stick, but there was definitely high sticking. Uh, and Dallas was already down two to one at that point. Uh, but like I said, one goal deficit. Difficult for the Stars, but not impossible, especially with how much time was left in the game. You pull the goalie near the end of the game and you have an opportunity to at least even the score go to overtime, at least salvage a point uh, at the very, very least. But the worst case scenario happened in that power play. Uh, Dallas actually killed the penalty really, really well um, in that sequence. So, you know, they went through the first three minutes and I think maybe St. Louis only had one or two shots on goal uh, until they finally scored. Um, with under a minute left. And that was the worst case scenario because there wasn't a whole lot of time left in the game. There was enough for Dallas to maybe get something going down three to one. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah, three to one, four to one. Um, but, it, you know, they let the whole thing go out playing five on four, uh, basically let all the clock run out and then allowed the goal um, where it wouldn't necessarily have been great if they allowed the goal early. And you obviously aren't planning to give up an early goal to, you know, get rid of that four minute penalty. Uh, but that was literally the worst case scenario because the blues killed a whole bunch of clock uh, on five on four. And then eventually did score giving Dallas not enough time. Um, the lead was too insurmountable at that point, which maybe that was intentional. I don't, I doubt that that doesn't sound like something coaches would game plan for, um, but maybe I, I mean, I'm obviously not a hockey coach. So, uh, and who knows what the coach of the blues was thinking, but I mean, that was just absolutely worst case scenario as far as clock management goes. And in terms of Dallas trying to mount a comeback of any sort, um, and, and you know, it's plain and simple. And it sounds really, really dumb when you first say it, but it's the truth. And Dallas, if they're going to win games and find any sort of success late in the season, and if they're going to make the postseason and find any sort of success there, they need to be a team that scores first every game and hold on to the lead to win. Uh, we saw them score the first goal of the game last night. Like I said, Riley Damiami gets his first NHL goal in his first NHL game. But then less than two minutes later, the Blues come down and even it up right before the end of the period. Uh, and I think that's a huge role of why Dallas eventually lose, lost this game because any, they built some momentum. The crowd was going. They had the crowd on their side. Uh, and less than two minutes later, all of that was taken away. Um, and I think that that certainly rolled over into the third period and eventually uh, you know, was the, the first domino to fall um, and what was kind of a collapse from this Stars team. So again, sounds really dumb, but that's just the truth. Um, if Dallas is going to be successful this season and get back on track, they have to score first, which they did, but then they have to maintain and they have to sustain what they have. And obviously they're playing a little bit shorthanded, uh, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but just disappointing all around. Uh, again, really good game. Uh, not necessarily the most explosive or fireworks type game if you're a fan of offense, but if you're just a fan of good old-fashioned physical rivalry games. This was a very fun, entertaining game uh, through the first two periods and even a little bit into the third uh, when things were tied at one. And then things went downhill after the Roddick Fox uh, high-sticking penalty. 
Well, coming up next, we'll try to take a little bit more of a positive look at this game, uh, talking about some of the performances from some guys on the team that I really liked uh, and, and kind of, you know, hope take some of the positives and hopefully carry some of those things over into Friday's matchup against the Blues in St. Louis. But before we talk about all that, I got to take a moment and say thank you to some of the sponsors of today's episode. The first of those is Primal Origin Oils. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look groomed and healthy. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make for a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad that you did if you get yourself a combo kit from Primal Origin Oils. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, you can use code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use the code LOCKEDON for 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. It's the holiday season, so grab a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar is filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down those small doors and battle all of those holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse because you never know when you're going to need it. Do you like some of those marshmallow-filled treats around the holidays? You need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate, taste so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. I, I want to take a moment and acknowledge some of the guys that I think had really good nights despite the disappointing result on the scoreboard. The first of those, a guy I already mentioned, Riley Damiami. Uh, talk about stepping up in the moment. Uh, woke up this morning, probably really had no idea that he would be making his NHL debut. Maybe a little bit of an indication that he might get the call up, but still not knowing for sure, having to come up. Um, in the midst of the emotional emotional ride that was Ben Bishop's press conference in the morning, um, knowing that this team you know, needed someone to step up and, and help try to get them out of this three-game losing streak. Um, but yeah, just a huge performance. Uh, and his goal came on the best offensive shift for the team as a whole. Uh, go figure, you know, the only goal of the game comes off the best um, offensive shift from the team. Uh, really good forechecking, really good rebound, shots or shot attempts um yeah just all around good effort from the guys on the ice and of course damiami the beneficiary of that he had four shots on goal throughout the whole game uh i believe he only had about eight minutes of on ice time maybe a little bit over that um so not too much time on the ice for him but of course his first nhl game as a rookie not necessarily going to be seeing the most time uh especially with you know the need to get some of those veteran guys out there with you know missing group a hints brad Jaloff and kivi ranta uh, but still really liked what i saw from him 
Uh, I, you know, I have no issue after seeing him one game. Obviously, it's a small sample size. Hopefully, we'll see a little bit more of him over the next few games. But based on what we saw last night, I have no issue with him being on this NHL roster uh, in the long term. There's, you know, some spots open now um, with Hugh Dobin now at the AHL level. And, of course, Ben Bishop retiring. That's why Delandria uh, will also Rupe Hens being placed on um, the IR because of his non-COVID illness. Uh, Ty Delandria gets the call up. Um, but obviously, you know, not too much from Ty Delanger last night. Uh, I believe he had one shot on goal, but Damiami definitely, um, the bigger of those two scoring the big goal in his first game, um, that had to feel great. If you go back and watch the highlight, his reaction was incredible. Uh, you'd love to see, you know, just the joy of guys playing the game and, uh, you know, they really do, uh, are, are, you know, kids just getting to live their dream. Uh, so really excited for Riley Damiami. And again, hopefully he'll, he'll get a little bit of a long stint here in Dallas. Uh, he built a pretty good connection with Jacob uh, yeah, Peterson over the summer, uh, which is really, really good. I know they played in that Traverse City tournament back in like July, August. Uh, I believe that was, or I guess that was almost September. Wow. Uh, I'm getting my, my months mixed up because that was forever ago. But they built a really good connection there in training camp. Uh, and obviously Peterson having a really good season for the star so far as a rookie, not necessarily Jason Robertson uh, level of good rookie performances, but Peterson has been a really good surprise for this team so far this season. And I think he and Damiami, if they're able to build some chemistry at the NHL level, uh, can continue to develop and grow together alongside one another, um, looking you know to potentially be some of the future cornerstones of this team. Uh, so really excited to see what Damiami has, you know, up his sleeve as the games go on. And hopefully we'll get to see a little bit more of him as time goes on. Uh, really excited for him. So glad he got his first goal uh, at home in a big game against the division rival. And I'm sure it just means the world to him uh, that he he got to make that happen in his NHL debut. Uh, pretty, you know, you, you can't really make that stuff up or write that in a book or movie. Um, really cool to see almost, almost kind of like a fairy tale moment, if you will. Super hard work on the ice. I think he fits in kind of with the identity of this team, of just the, the team that's going to grind out games and be a defensive-minded team, especially over the past few games uh, on this losing skid with not as much offense. I, yeah, he's just a hard worker, and he's a scrapper, and I think we saw that on that shift where he scored. Um, like I said, every guy on that shift was working to keep the puck in the zone, get those shots on goal, and eventually Damiami again was the one that got the, the benefit of that, of all the hard, hard work being in a good position to put that shot up. Uh, and, you know, put his team on top, even if it was for two minutes, it was a big moment um, and absolutely got the crowd in the game and gave the stars a little bit of life. Another guy I want to touch on briefly, uh, Yanni Hockenpah made some big hits and seemed to be wreaking havoc defensively, which has been the case uh, for a good chunk of the season, but especially over the past several games. I feel like anytime there's a big hit on the boards or just a nice disrupted play by a stars defenseman, Yanni Hockenpah seems to be the guy more often than not. Um, not necessarily stuffing the stat sheet with assists and goals and things of that nature, but a guy that is establishing a nice presence on the ice for the Stars team, and I really am enjoying watching him play. Uh, I think, you know, and it's fitting that he's wearing the number two. I, I think that myself and maybe some others thought that Ryan Suter was the Jamie Alexiak replacement in the offseason, um, and that might be the case as far as just veteran leadership on the, the on the defensive end goes. But I think Yanni Hockenpah, as far as just being the enforcer, um, being the big guy that's going to go out and hit people and force the issue on defense, I think as of right now, that's Yanni Hockenpah. Uh, young guy still, like we've said several times, still developing, still kind of finding his game and his identity as a player here in the NHL. But really liked what I saw from him last night, really liked what I've seen from him 
over the last stretch of games um, and really excited to see what his future holds, whether it's with the Dallas Stars or not, um, because he's a big guy. I think he knows how to use his body well, and I think he knows his role on this team, especially amongst some really talented defensemen, knowing that he's not necessarily going to fill up the stat sheet or get the most recognition or glory for what he does, but he's you know another guy that's a grinder, and he's going to work hard, and he's going to force the issue against the other teams. And you need a guy like that, and especially a guy as big as him. Uh, you could not pay me any amount of money uh, to get checked on the boards by Yanni Hockenpah. Uh, some other guys that I want to touch on, and I think this goes without saying, uh, Pavelski and Jason Robertson, of course, the guys on the top line playing with Jamie Benn last night uh, in place of Rupe Hence, They led the way with shots, Pavelski with five, Robertson with four, and then, of course, Damiami had four on goal as well. Um, really impressive to see the rookie hanging up there with uh, Robertson and Pavelski, who have been two of the better offensive players for the Stars team. Uh, the sad part is that Pavelski and Robertson were missing their buddy Rupe. Um and I think that played a huge role in last night's game, which we will talk about here in a little bit. But liked what I saw from them. I uh, don't have any issues with the way they played last night. I don't question their effort at all. Don't really question the effort of the Stars team up until the end of the game once it was kind of out of reach. Um, but of course, you know, it's a game of momentum and I, the team just had to have felt demoralized uh, and absolutely defeated, which they, they really were by the end of that third period. They had just been taken out back and beat up uh, by that Blues team by the end of the game. Really disappointing to say, but like what I saw from Pavelski and Robertson, they're trying to make things work. And I think that's something that has to be acknowledged about last night's loss um, with, you know, missing Rupe, Radulov, and Kiviranta. That that changes things for a team. And I know a lot of teams are going through that right now, either missing games entirely because of COVID and sickness, uh, games being postponed, um, or just having guys on your roster missing and having to be in quarantine. Uh, having to shake up the lines and change the way the lineup plays out, that, that messes a team up because you build chemistry and you build rhythm with the guys that you're out on the ice with consistently. Uh, and when guys are missing because they're sick or injured, which obviously they can't control, uh, so not putting the blame on the guys that have been out, but that, that just affects the team. Uh, and I think that that affects the stars and just kind of how they were having to get in a rhythm with one another. Um, and obviously you want to see that worked on in practices uh, and, you know, warmups, morning skates, what have you. Um, but there's only so much you can do to prepare for that kind of stuff. And so hopefully we'll see some of these guys that are injured and sick back on the ice soon. Uh, so that way, you know, the stars can kind of reestablish the consistency and rhythm and chemistry that they had established during that winning streak when there wasn't really anyone injured or sick and they can kind of get back to business as usual. Well, coming up to close out the show, I have a, a pretty big take, if you will. Uh, and I think some of you will agree with me and maybe some of you won't, and that's okay. But I have a claim of who the most important Dallas star is. And I think we found out for sure last night who it was and maybe over the past few games. But before I reveal that, I got to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode. And that is Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to march towards the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, want to take a moment and talk about the most important player on this Dallas Stars roster. And I think if we've learned anything from this losing streak, especially the last two games, it's that Rupe Hints 
is the most important player for the Dallas Stars. I think at one point this season, there was an argument for Miro Haskinen, uh, which is fair. Uh, and I still think he's a very important player. Um, I would say Miro is probably number two, maybe number three. Uh, you could throw in Pavelski, Robertson, maybe one of the goalies. Uh, Raffle, Glenn Denning have had huge impacts. But I think we've seen over this losing streak how important Rupe Hintz is to this team. Dallas has only scored two goals uh, since he's been out. Obviously, there's only been two games, San Jose and St. Louis. But they're coming off a win streak where they were scoring three or four goals a game. Uh, and now they're seemingly getting shut down offensively. And it's no coincidence because Rupe either hasn't been on the ice or he's been held in check. He played in that game against Los Angeles, but got held to one shot on goal and the team got shut out. I don't think that's a coincidence. Uh, he played pretty well. That whole top line played, played pretty well in Vegas. Uh, they scored four goals, but fell short. Uh, they just collapsed as a team, which was really disappointing. Um, but you look at those three games after that Vegas game, LA, San Jose, and of course the St. Louis game, and either Rupe's on the ice and getting held in check and Dallas is finding no success, or he's not on the ice at all and they're getting held in check with no success. Uh, I think he just adds a whole new dimension to that Dallas Stars offense and team. Just his speed on the ice and his IQ, that combination is seemingly unmatched on the team. You know, we have some guys that are really fast on the team, but maybe not quite the hockey IQ or the vision that Rupe has and vice versa. We have guys that are really smart players, can see the ice really well, make the really smart plays, but not necessarily the speediest guy uh, or the most pep in their step, if you will. Uh, I sound like an 80-year-old man right there. But I think Rupe just has that perfect combination of that where he's still young, has a lot of speed, a really underrated defender, I would say. Uh, and, and just a guy that makes his line mates better and makes his team better as a whole. Anyone who shares the ice with Rupe Hintz instantly becomes better just because of having him out there on the ice. He leads the team in goals for a reason. Uh, and I, I mean, he can play Friday night if he feels healthy. Obviously, like I said earlier, placed on IR. Uh, but yeah, uh, if he's feeling better and feeling up to the task, he can play Friday night in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center against the Blues, and the Stars desperately need him. The Stars need to get back on track uh, because they they are barely treading water, if if even that. I, they're, my, they're below water right now. Uh, they're drowning without Rupe Hintz on the ice. And so I, I think, like I said earlier, you know, you talk about the chemistry with the lines and the guys that are playing consistently together. Uh, and this team needs that. This team was benefiting from having Rupe, Pavs, and Robo out there at the same time, causing damage, wreaking havoc on opposing defenses and opposing goalies. And, and now they're trying to put other people in there guys that are capable and guys that are good players, but they're just not Rupe, whether it's Jamie Benn, who's just not the guy that he used to be, uh, Sagan, Kivi Ranta, whoever it might be, um, not Sagan. They haven't tried to plug Sagan into that line. That's just someone who popped into my head. But nonetheless, I mean, I, there's just, you know, I think that they struck gold with that line. Uh, and so it's just hard to see the Dallas Stars try to find success without all three of those guys healthy and playing together. Uh, and there was a thought in my head. I don't think I really ever said it on the podcast, but I thought, man, this win streak. And, and I think I did maybe at one point credit the win streak to that top line. Um, but man, they were scoring a lot of the goals or resulting, uh, you know, leading to a lot of the goals on that win streak. And now they're kind of being torn apart a little bit with Rupe being sick and out the past few games or being shut down. I mean, they all got shut down in that game in L.A. Uh, and, you know, it seems that either if they're not all out there or if you're able to find a way to hold that line in check uh, as an opposing team, you have a pretty good shot to win a hockey game. Uh, so the Dallas Stars, one, need that line to be playing their best whenever they can be together. Uh, but maybe also need to look into some other ways to be effective without those three guys on the ice because they can't be on the ice all 60 minutes. That is physically impossible. But 
I, I think, if you know, like I said at the, at the start of this, if we've learned one thing from these past few games, I think uh, one of the biggest takeaways is that Rupe Hintz is incredibly valuable to this team and the Dallas Stars need him back very, very soon. And hopefully we will see him on the ice Friday when the Stars rematch against the Blues because it's a must-win game. One, because it's always good to beat the Blues, especially after they beat us. Uh, but also the Stars need to get back in the win column because all that ground they built to get near the top of the Central Division, they have now fallen back down. And it seems like, you know, the win streak is a distant memory and we're back at where we were before all of that started uh, questioning whether or not this team is good, uh, you know, and people potentially questioning the win streak. I don't think that there is anything to question there. Uh, we played some really, really good teams during that win streak and we beat them quite soundly. We beat Colorado soundly. We beat Edmonton soundly. I'm saying we as if I played the Dallas Stars when I say we beat Carolina, beat Columbus, who's having a nice season. Of course, Arizona was in there twice, but still beating a division opponent twice and even once on the road, still impressive. Uh, so I don't think the win streak was a fluke. I think, you know, the team with losing guys on the roster being shorthanded and also just playing a good Vegas team on the road, uh, that's sports. Uh, we talked about that when the win streak ended. You know, you're going to have moments where you're on the mountaintop. You're going to have moments where you're in the valley. And we're in a pretty low valley right now. And sometimes those moments don't always come so close together. And sometimes they do. That's just how sports are. Uh, and it's a long season. Still a lot of hockey left to be played. Once this team gets healthy, we've seen how they can play once they're all out there together. And so we just need some of these guys to come back and they'll be back soon. I don't think any of the illnesses or injuries are too daunting. Uh, and now we, it looks like, you know, we have a new weapon with Riley Damiani. Maybe he can continue to find a way to be effective for the stars team. Uh, so it, I keep saying it every time, every time excited to see how the stars respond to adversity this time around, but truly I am uh, because now they have a little bit of a break with Wednesday and Thursday off. And then they'll be playing in Friday. Of course, they'll be traveling to St. Louis, but you know, still, still not necessarily having to play intense game style hockey, um, but very, very excited to see if they can bounce back from adversity and avoid going on their first five game losing streak of the season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on stars. Your first listen of the day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. The Locked On Bets podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube, or your favorite podcasting platform. I always appreciate you guys' follows and subscriptions, likes and retweets. Be sure to leave a review of the show if you like what you hear. You can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. Uh, you can also find the show's account on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Uh, always appreciate the follows on Twitter as well. But thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you back here tomorrow for a non-game day edition and a non- game day recap edition of locked on stars feel like it's been a minute since we've had one of those just kind of a normal episode but you're going to want to tune in always going to be a good time here at the locked on stars podcast so we will see you guys back here tomorrow have a great day stars fans